0: McKinney Flavel's Hot Commodity Podcast Series, empowering clients with commercial intelligence, supply chain expertise, and risk management solutions. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Mike Coughlin, President and CEO of McKinney Flavel, and today is November 18th, 2022. And welcome to our Hot Commodity Podcast Series. It is Inflation Station, everybody. I'm joined by a Director of Risk Management, Sean Bingham. Hello, Sean. Happy Friday. Hello, Michael. How are you? I'm great. It's Friday. Uh, a lot of our listeners are probably taking next week off, so we wanted to, you know, bring them something they could chew on while they're <laughs> chewing on their turkey. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Yeah, sure, sure. You know, yeah, we uh, we had some we had some interesting news this week on the
0: uh, inflation front. Hold on, Sean. Oh yes. Who is your World Cup pick? Come on. I everybody our listeners know out there, I'm weird and I love. Yeah. National football. And it, I'm so excited for Sunday, but who's your team? I guess I got to go with Wales, huh? It's, uh, <laughs> Gareth Bale. <laughs> I, I, I don't go with Wales.
1: No, I... I can't, I can't root against the United States. Okay. You know, I, I don't have a team. I, I have perennially, uh, since we don't always make the tournament, uh, yep. have perennially rooted for England because, uh, uh, I have a bunch of friends that uh, yep. live in, live in London. And so they kind of early on, uh, got me into internationals. Uh, even though I played soccer as, as a kid, I, they really got me into international soccer. So, okay. so if I don't, go if, if, if the U S is in it, I'm, I'm, I'm on board the USA train, okay. but, but, uh, uh, if they get, if they went, I shouldn't say if, when they, when they, oh. get <laughs> when they get moved out, uh, I'll,
0: uh, probably by England, I will, uh, I'll get on that train. Okay, all right. You're gonna go England, U.S. and then England. I'm gonna go Belgium. I'm gonna all the way. Okay. I mean, it's everybody I tell that to says you're crazy, but oh, it's good. Good beer. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why good not? Beer. yeah so we all probably
1: right. uh, we probably inter- interested about four people on this entire. That's right. We're losing listeners. The the other ones are like,
0: okay, move on, (laughs) move on. So let's move on, Sean. Um, Yes, uh, those that get your daily summary of what's happening in the financial world uh, know a little bit of what you're going to talk about today. But I thought uh, those that don't can uh, let's talk about inflation and, and potential recession and how all this might impact the commodity market. So what are the key things you're looking at? So yeah, I wrote about it a little
1: this morning, so I thought it was worth going over in a little bit more depth. So I, I guess the the surprise yesterday was the St. Louis Fed President uh, Bullard came out and suggested that he believed the funds rate could rise to as high as somewhere between five and seven percent, uh, five or seven percent. Currently, the effective rate, which is the, the rate that it actually trades at, is right around 383. And that 5 that to 7%, definitely above the market's current expectations at the time. If you look at the forward curve for the funds rate in the futures market, they have the funds rate peaking at around five, just a little bit over 5% about mid-next uh, mid year. And then it was going to fade back down, so they were looking for that—that that what people were had termed the pivot. They were looking for kind of a pivot sometime uh, in the uh, third or fourth quarter to start for the Fed to start lowering rates. And this really shot some holes in that argument. And he cited something called the Taylor Rule, which was a uh, economist John Taylor had created this formula back in 1993 as a way to for the Fed to kind of determine w- what the the funds rate might, should be given some factors, and those factors being current inflation, expected inflation, and current and expected uh, uh, GDP. So if you plug, I'm not gonna go through the formula because I we re- really start losing listeners, oh, but yeah. Uh, yeah. But if you plug those numbers in, uh, which I did this morning, and, and, and there's a lot of fudge room in, 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 in those expected targets. But for the most part, the, the average you get when you fool around with them is about a 6% funds rate. So that's what Bullard is talking about. He pegged that five to seven right around that number. Now, he didn't say it's a must, but he did say Chairman Powell certainly had the had the room if he wanted to to do this. And if you go back, let's, we'll go back in the, I always say the way back machine. If you go back and we go back to our spring seminar last year, Uh Hey, I think we got another one of those coming up. We do. All right. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. If you go back to that spring seminar, I did an entire presentation on, uh, on the fact that the fed was way behind the curve that funds, the funds rate was going to have to come up and it was probably going to have to get to at least the rate of inflation, before it ended. And so here we are, we've come a long way. We've basically gone from 0% funds rate to, you know, three and three quarters, 4% funds rate, but we're still, we still have a high inflation rate. We got some good news in CPI and we got some in in PPI this week that said uh, uh, the CPI core rate came down from 6.6, which was the peak in -hmm. September to 6.3% in October. Still obviously way, way way above the Fed's long term uh, target of two percent and uh, considerably still above the you know the three and three quarter to four percent funds rate. So you know you've got two different metrics. You've got this Taylor rule and then you've got this this spread between the the funds rate and the inflation rate uh, where we are uh, you know we're well below below you know we're two and a half points percentage points below the current inflation and usually mike in uh, the funds rate runs about 1% above core inflation so okay. a good argument to be made uh, that the fed is going to do another 50 in december okay. and probably do some more next year although i think what has what has changed is the the trajectory the 75 75 75 is over we're probably going to move into fifty basis point increments, maybe okay. quarter basis point increments, but we're we're very likely to get to get more. And unfortunately, what happened is this triggered another in, a, a deeper inversion of the two year ten year Treasury curve. Mm. And why does that matter? It matters because when the Treasury curve gets inverted, it almost always trick you know signals and in an oncoming and recessionary period. And so on Wednesday, the curve inverted to zero point six eight percent. You have to go back a long way to see uh, an inversion at that level. So we had a little, we'll call it a mini recession here recently that we, we've come out of. Mm-hmm. But we're, but I think most economists agree now, especially if the Fed is going to continue to fight the inflation fight, probably looking at a. Deeper and more prolonged inflation, sometime in the first quarter uh, or second quarter of next year. So that's
0: Mike. That's the bad news. Okay, give me some good news.
1: (laughs) The the good, the good
0: news. (laughs) We going to about being grateful.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. The good news is, uh, yeah, we have a vacation day next week. Um, (laughs) That's all you got. (laughs) That's all I got. The good news is, is it's obviously impacting. Global demand. We're going to have if, if the what's the old saying? If the U.S. catches cold, the the, the globe catches the flu, and yep. so you know global demand is going to come down for what's leading a lot of this this inflation, and that's crude oil. And we've seen crude oil drop. Uh, I'm looking at the price right now below 78.50 in the spot market, down another three dollars today. This this is a direct relationship to the Fed. Putting the screws on the economy. This is what they're trying to do. This is how they're going to bring that, bring that inflation rate down. So why is that important? People out there are saying I don't buy crude oil. Well, you probably buy some version of crude oil. Maybe you buy Arbob, Maybe you buy um, uh, diesel. Um, but you probably buy some corn and you probably buy some soybean oil. And that is heavily correlated to crude oil right now. If mm. you look at you know I ran some some data not that long ago. Corn was seventy six percent correlated uh, to crude oil. This is like a fifty two wow. week rolling correlation, and soybean oil even higher, eighty three percent correlated to crude oil. So that's pretty strong. The good news, Mike. Tell them the good news, Mortimer. Uh, the good news is we are, uh, you know, as as we see uh, demand destruction in in uh, the economy and in crude oil, it should eventually start putting some pressure on things like corn and soybean oil because of fuel ethanol and renewable diesel. Mm -hmm. There is, and I've said this recently too, there is, however, a floor in this, and it's a self-imposed floor. President Biden came out when he uh, did the last release of the SPR and said that they, they would be actively looking to replenish the SPR, which is going to be some 200 plus million barrels of oil to put back in the SPR. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. And he said that 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 would be somewhere when when crude oil got to around 67 to $72 a barrel. So of course that instantly put a floor in the market a little higher than that. And I don't think anybody's going to wait for it to hit 72 to buy. So I would say you probably have a natural floor uh, in crude oil somewhere around $75 a barrel uh, for WTI spot. And if you look at, and if you take those correlations I was talking about, you run that, that regression stuff, uh, it, it, in, in the case of soybean oil, it puts soybean oil at a, at a floor price of about 57.50 with a pretty high degree of confidence. Mm-hmm. So for you soybean oil buyers, you're probably thinking, I would love to buy some 57.50 mm-hmm. soybean <laughs> oil. Um, there is a premium in the market, Uh, And is a premium in all the markets we're trading above some of these correlations. So, I think fifty-seven fifty would be a very aggressive downside. But I guess my point is, once we get you know sub if if and when we get to you know sixty cent per pound soybean oil, you're probably not going to get much below that. Um, Because just because there's a lot of crude oil that they're going to have to buy and they're going to be stepping in ahead of the market to do it. So yeah, bad, bad news is, uh, the, the treasury curve is telling you we're we're going to have another recession. Uh, the good news is it should be lowering some of these commodity prices, some of these energy prices and, uh, give us some relief on that front. And so that's, uh, that's the, uh, that's the cotton candy in the, at the carnival, Mike, oh. the uh, the uh, yes. the uh, the downside to uh, to crude and some of these other products. Well, it sounds sticky. <laughs> it's. <laughs> Sticky and all over your face, Uh, yes, in your hair, your fingers, yes. I hate cotton candy. I love it. It's It's terrible. Well,
0: you're 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 well. Of course, you're a a sugar sugar person. Why? Why wouldn't you be? (laughs) I know exactly. Exactly. Well, great, Sean. I think that was a great recap, and uh, I think I think we're gonna let folks get on with their weekend and uh, start for those that have next week off. Enjoy the time with your friends and family. Also, Sean mentioned our spring. Uh, seminar that we have every year uh, is going to be on April 26th in Oakbrook, Illinois. Your backyard, Sean. Pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, you could walk there if you wanted to. It'd be a long it's one, that but close. Yeah, it's yeah, it's be a long walk. It'd be it'd be it might take me a
1: day, but yes, I could. <laughs>
0: I'm not well, not a fast walker, but yes, it yeah. is it is in my it is in my neighborhood for the most part. Yes, and it's at the La Meridian. So uh this year's theme. We always come with a great theme, everyone, uh is awards night. So uh some of us are gonna be wearing tuxedos. We're gonna be giving out awards for different commodities. It's gonna be fun. It's the best one day packed commodity commercial information seminar you're going to go to all next year. So make it part of your plans. Uh, And as I always like to say, live with an attitude of gratitude. Enjoy every minute moment with your friends and family. Don't you dare take it for granted. And until our next podcast, which is next Wednesday, take care, everybody. That concludes this podcast episode. For expanded commentary and more detailed information, log on to McKinney Favelle's IQ Ingredient Intelligence Platform and listen to our Market Insights podcast. If you're not a subscriber, visit mckinney-favelle.com for more information. And as always, follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter.